He's done it. Yeah, what a shot. This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Just Sports. Hello and welcome to Just Sports, uh, where two football and sports fanatics talk about everything that happens in the world of sports. My good friend Rahul Puri, it gives me a chance to talk to him every week because he's a busy man. Hello, Rahul. Hello, Summer. I, I'm not the busy man. You're the one that's been holidaying over the last week. Which is why I said you're the busy man, not me. I'm the lazy one. <laughs> you're the busy man. True. Yeah. So yes, Rahul is the busy one. I'm the lazy one. And between the lazy one and the busy one, we talk about sports. So what do we talk about this time? Um, let's talk about the trash talk that's going on before the ashes. And uh, have they really crossed a line out there? And what's right and what's wrong? And um, moving on from there, we'll talk about the whole DRS thing. It happened with Steve Smith. It happened with Sri Lanka. Is the DRS the best way to go? And if it is, then what are the lines that players need to, you know, draw out there? And we will talk about the ISL. We'll talk about football. And is this the make or break year for the ISL? Because they've included more teams and they've, you know, is this year that's going to decide whether audiences are really tuned in to the ISL or not? So let's start with the Ashes because when the podcast goes on air, the Ashes would have begun and the games on field would have begun. But uh, Rahul, I think both of us agree on one thing that, you know, sledging is fine. We did preview the Ashes in our last podcast. But, you know, there's this whole trash talk some lines have been crossed. I think they have. And I, I think that, you know, the Australians... Um, it, look, Australia is a, a, a fairly hostile place to go at the best of times. But I think that the Australians have really laid out a, a marker this time that they really want to try and uh, put some fear into the England side. Because if you can really chart the difference between English teams playing Australia now and English teams playing Australia 10 years ago or 15 years ago. The difference is, is that England aren't scared of Australia anymore. They don't fear playing Australia anymore. And I think that this is just a, a misguided effort from the Australian camp to try and bring some of that fear back. Remember what Mitchell Johnson did to you, you know, last time you were here. Um, I think it's overdone. And, and yesterday, I think Nathan Lyon embarrassed himself very badly by some of the language that he used. I also somehow feel, Raul, that, you know, taking your point forward, that, you know, I don't think anybody fears Australia anymore going to Australia because I think they are in a transitional phase. Their, their, their batting and bowling is not at the best of times. And in my opinion, this is just reverse psychology. In my opinion, Australia is not that confident going into the series. And, you know, they're just trying to to deflect from that and put the other, other team under pressure. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it is it is akin to a, to a big bully, isn't it? I mean, somebody who clearly they're not a particularly confident camp, which is why they're, you know, going on and on about ending careers and and you know David Warner talking about it's war and and things like that I mean you know it's it's really excessive because um, the reality is is that the players get on quite well um, and I think that the English team have been quite taken aback by you know such a, a hostile um, uh, reception and they probably expected it from the fans they probably expected it from the media. Uh, but coming from the team, I think um, I think Australia have put more pressure on themselves, quite frankly, than than anybody else. If you ask me, that's that's right, Rahul. I think I completely agree with you on that one. That they've actually put more pressure on themselves. 
they've laid the marker down for themselves now because if they don't back this up on the field, the fans and the media will trash this team because they've really gone out there. You know, they, they absolutely, now they, they have to back this up with talk on the field. And, and you know, I, I think that, you know, talking about uh, uh, Mitchell Johnson and things like that is fine, but Australia don't have a Mitchell Johnson. They don't have an enforcer. Um, they've got a Stark. They've got a who's a very different bowler from Mitchell Johnson. He's not the same kind of bowler. They've got Hazelwood, who's not in the pace, the same pace bracket. And they've got Pat Cummins, who, quite frankly, has shown that he can be an accurate bowler. But whether he can be a hostile bowler or not, I'm not sure. So I, I don't think that that England is sitting there and thinking that yeah, you know, there's there's something necessarily to be particularly worried about at all. And uh, on the other, on the flip side of it, I, I think Broad and Anderson have had enough success against this Australian batting lineup not to be concerned about David Warner or, or, or Steve Smith or, or anybody else. Yeah, and I, I honestly believe, Raul, that, you know, with all, with all the talk going on and even the bookies favouriting Australia so much, it's not going to be an easy series. And trust me, I'm, I'm putting my money on England to actually come back with the Ashes. It's they have a solid, they have a more solid batting lineup than than Australia does. If if you ask me honestly, no, I I I I, I can I can get behind that. I mean, I really can. I, I think that you know a few keys for success, obviously, for England are are um, you know that they must have. Uh, uh, Alistair Cook playing well. They must have Joe Root playing well. But if you look down the order, like for like, England have got far more quality batting or, or consistent batsmen than Australia do. And uh, you know, I, I think that that it, that it's important to 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 keep all of the talk aside. And Australia's very proud home record that they have. Keep that aside. But if England start well at the Gabba. I think you're right. I think they can rule Australia. You know, and I and I honestly feel that you know playing playing at the Gabba is actually going to play to England's advantage because it's not the quickest of pitches. You know, it's it's actually quite a. I mean, it's it's an easier place to start the series for England. No, it is. And and if you look at the weather, um, the weather certainly says that it's going to be cloudy. It's going to be rainy. It's going to be overcast. If that's the case, uh, I think England will feel right at home. Uh, and if they win the toss. Um, you know, they, they could do some very early damage to Australia. So it'll be fascinating. I mean, I think it's a, a lot of this is down to how both teams start and where, where momentum comes. But we've seen it before. These teams, you saw it with, with England and South Africa in the summer. Um, they're quite e evenly matched sides and the momentum, it doesn't take a lot for the momentum to swing on both sides. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, all the, all the trash talk, but... The trash talk needs to stop somewhere, Rahul, because I think sledging should also have some boundaries, and this time those boundaries have been crossed. They absolutely have been crossed, and I think that the Australians um, need to take a long, hard look at themselves, quite frankly. Um, they, they've historically been the most hated side um, in world cricket, but you know they were able to back that up by being sort of perpetual winners. This side, on the other hand, they are not perpetual winners, and I, I don't think that they get to talk like that. I really don't. Absolutely, Raul. So I think both of us honestly feel that you know there has to be some limits to sledging, and this actually was Nathan Lyon actually made a complete fool of himself, and 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 that's not and that's not done. And I think England has taken it pretty graciously. I think England has just not responded. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, Alistair Cook uh, has been joking about it. He's been uh, making jokes about it and stuff like that. And I think that that's. 
that's what you will see. I think you will see Australia trying to be very hostile and, and very in your face and very aggressive. And I think England will be just the opposite. I, I think they'll be very calm, very firm. And I think that, that, that plays into England's hands. Okay, so the actions have started and let's see how it goes because by the time we have our next podcast, the first test match would be over and we'll be talking about what happened in the first test match. Moving on from there, the first test match between Sri Lanka and India got over and India almost sneaked in a win. But the talking point of that test match was the whole DRS fiasco which happened once again. And rather the whole DRS thing, I mean, come on, it's only human. It's only human to look at the dressing room to get some kind of signal. I mean... It's been going on forever. We, you know, and no, I, I mean, I, I said it when, um, when the whole furor happened over Steve Smith uh, doing it as well. I mean, I, I just feel that it's only human. I, I feel that you cannot have a law that asks uh, human beings in the heat of a competitive moment to do something that is so instinctively not human. Um, and I think it's only it's only natural that somebody would look over to the dressing room um, in those circumstances. And what's the big deal, quite frankly? I mean, as long as the dressing room isn't going to take sort of time to look at replays and then advise, um, if they're going to sort of, you know, be given a, a, a period of time in which they have to react and, and no replays will be able to come through, well, then why not? I mean, why not advise them, um, the batsmen, on, on, on what they're supposed to do? I think, Rahul, what needs to be done is that till the DRS is taken by the batsman, the broadcaster needs to be told to not to show a replay. Yeah, and I, I think that's a perfectly logical way of looking at it. You know, the, the, the dressing room um, is allowed to advise the batsman on, on what they want to do, but without the, the help of, of technology or replays. I mean, you know, it, it is it is difficult because, they, you know, there's so much recording that happens. Um, there's so much uh, uh, sort of looking at these things over and over again. But, I mean, you know, we want to get the decision right no, in the end. I mean, that's the whole point. You know, if it's out, it's out. If it's not out, it's not out. No amount of replay or no amount of technology is really going to help that. And the point is, is that you want the decision to be right. Yeah, but, you know, your point, Rahul, about human te- human tendency actually reminds me of, of diving in football. You know, we, we go on and on about it. But look at the amount of diving and look at the amount of exaggeration that happens in football. You know, the players, the players go out there and they try and fool the referee into giving them a penalty or giving them a free kick. It happens all the time in football. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it, my point is, is that, you know, it, it used to happen so much in cricket um, where literally bowlers based on their reputation could sort of get wickets. Um, and now, you know, you've got this situation where the technology is available to, to, to get out of those things. Why not use it properly? My, my only thing is, is that, you know, why would you have this situation where, you know, a batsman doesn't take DRS and has to walk off and the decision is wrong. He's not out. Um, it, it, it just, it, 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 there's, there's something really hypocritical about that somewhere. If the technology is available to give the right decision, then the technology should give the right decision. Regardless of whether the batsman thinks he's out or doesn't think he's out, we want the right decision. That's it. It's the end of story. Yeah, but I think I think the, the way out of it, Rahul, is pretty much simple not to show any replay till the DRS decision is taken or not taken. 
because then the dressing room is pretty much as much as at mercy as the as the player out there. Fair enough, but I mean, I mean, I, again, I just think that you know it, it's strange that we will still have these situations where a batsman is given not out uh, or given out and they're not out and just because they don't take a DRS they have to walk off the field I mean I, I don't know I mean I just feel that if we're if the technology is there and this injustice needs to try and be corrected well then it should be corrected I, I just I don't see why um, we need to necessarily even wait for the batsman. I mean, why can't it just be in the hands of the umpire? If the umpire is not sure, he calls for a DRS. That's it. End of story. Why should the batsman be, you know, why should it be available to the batting side or the bowling side in the first place? If the batsman is, if the umpire thinks that he's, 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 he's he needs a DRS, he calls for a DRS. If the bowling side feel that the, the decision is wrong or the batting side feel the decision is wrong, they call for a DRS. That's it. End of story. Why, why do we need to have all of this? Um, it, it just, it doesn't make any sense. Okay, so I think the DRS needs to be re-looked at and, you know, some kind of a consensus needs to be arrived because you really can't have these kind of incidents happen all the time, you know. Absolutely, so, you can't. And I think that, you know, either you, you make it part and parcel of the game or you don't. Um, I, I just feel that we're, at the moment, we're in this situation where we're sort of half using it and half not using it. And I don't think that makes any sense. Absolutely, Raul. So moving on from the DRS, we move to the ISL, you know, where it's it's... It's the third year of the ISL now, and they've, they've expanded the league, they've got new teams, they've extended the session. But honestly, I don't see the buzz. I don't see football. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm not the right audience for it. But do you really think, Raul, that this is kind of a make or break year for, for the ISL? I think so. I mean, you know, I think that it's been three years. Um, you know, a lot of money has been spent on the ISL uh, in terms of promotion and, and trying to get... Uh, people into it and stuff like that. And it has got, I, I think, um, uh, some more public support uh, over the years. Uh, I'm not doubting that. Um, but I, I do wish, um, and I've said this about the ISL before, I, I do wish, apart from all the promotion and all the merchandising and all of that, I do wish they looked at the product sometimes. Um, I, I think that at the moment the problem is that the product isn't particularly great and um, it suffers greatly in comparison. Um, and I think that, you know, we need to really think about how serious we are about football um, without turning it into sort of some, uh, I don't know, jamboree, uh, quite frankly. Um, I, you know, I, I've spoken about the, the logistical issues of the, the, IS, the ISL. I've spoken about... Um, you know, the, the, the struggle, the, the fact that it's only a couple of months and, you know, it needs to be longer if people are going to take it seriously. Um, so I do think, I mean, I do think that it's, it's, it's high time that people look more at the product than just the marketing of it. Yeah, and I think, I think, Raul, I don't know, Raul. I mean, I mean, football is, is a difficult sport to market in, in a country which is so heavily fed by the international football that they end up watching, you know, it's all available, it's all available, the quality, you know, is, is out there and very honestly, I don't even see the big players over here, I mean, yes, Berbatov is here, but, you know, I don't see any other marquee name that really excites someone to go and watch these matches, so... For me, I mean, as an audience, I'm talking about myself. I mean, maybe I'm not the right guy because, 
you and I pretty much watch only international football. I'm not even going to watch a single match of the ISL. It's 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 not something that you know I'm going to spend my time watching. They've got the film stars, they've got all of them, but you know I, I think that my issue with that is is that I, I think that it's very difficult for us to get into it because the format is such that I, I don't think it works for for people who are used to looking at sort of these long um, leagues and the twists and the turns, the kind of drama that that brings versus the, the, the drama that's able to be created in, in just sort of six weeks. And, you know, I think the bottom line is that I just don't think the, the, the product is good enough at the moment. The pitches aren't great. The, the infrastructure around it isn't great. Um, you've mentioned the players. The players aren't great either. They're, they're, they're fine, but they're not great. And and uh, therefore, I think the quality of, of, of matches is 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 not great. I mean, you know, you could even watch a championship match at the moment, and and it would be more exciting than some of the ISL games. Yeah, absolutely, Raul. I completely agree with you on that one. So I think I don't I don't know. I mean, I let's see how it goes. They pumped in a lot of money into it, and I don't think that they're going to let go after three years. But I, 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 you know, I, I, I mean, as I said, I, I do wish. I mean, apart from all the sort of Bollywood stars and all of this that comes on. In terms of marketing, you know, I really wish that they'd go out and hire like a really good, you know, league coordinator or league director or somebody like that. And I wish they'd talk more about what they're doing at the grassroots, you know, those kinds of things that, you know, would, would at least make us believe that that this league is something that, that's going to stand for, for more. I mean, you know, India already has another football league. This isn't the only one. Um, it's almost like a, a private league and a government league. Um, and I think that it's it's struggles enough because of those kinds of things. Um, and I do think that it, it needs to take its the, the product, the actual football, far more seriously. I think than it does. Yeah, I think that's 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 our two bits on the ISL. I mean, more power to them, all the best to them. But the product needs to improve. The product needs to get better. The fields need to get better. I think it it all boils down to playing conditions a hell of a lot. I mean the. The football fields need to get better to have a better quality of game. I mean, that's that's the bottom line. No, absolutely. I, th- I think that's that's absolutely the, the, the bottom line. Okay. And before we end, a little bit of tribute to Yana Lavotna, you know, I mean, yeah. she was, I mean, no one can actually forget, you know, her crying and the Duchess of Kent giving her a shoulder and... I mean, it was just one of those endearing images of, of sports, wasn't it? No, absolutely. I mean, uh, Jana Novotna was um, uh, a wonderful grass court tennis player. She was a wonderful tennis player, um, uh, period. Um, but on grass, she absolutely just came alive. Um, we all remember that, um, that, that unfortunate Wimbledon final that she lost, uh, being 4-1 up in the, in the third set and absolutely just collapsed due to nerves to the extent that she couldn't even serve um, by the end of the match. Um, and, you know, we all then remember her coming back three years later and winning, finally getting her hands on that trophy. Um, but what a fabulous tennis player she was. Um, I, I think after Martina Navratilova, probably the most gifted serve and volley uh, women's tennis player that I, I have ever seen. I mean, she was just naturally talented at serve and volley. She, she really was... Um, a, a really terrific competitor and uh, um, you know I, obviously we our thoughts are, are with her family right now and and uh, you know all the great memories that she left us of, over the sort of 15 years that she played absolutely so you know may her soul rest in peace and thank you very very much for the memories but 
she was a great player and she was she was i think she never got what was due to her i think tennis changed the the surfaces became slower but you're right rahul i mean she was a great you know serve and volley oh, she was gifted absolutely gifted okay and that's all we have on just sports we have lots to look forward to uh like i said this weekend is going to be good fun if all of you want a good weekend please uh, follow rahul puri on twitter it's liverpool playing chelsea yeah we are we're 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 playing chelsea we're at home um uh i don't know i don't know which liverpool is going to show up the liverpool of the first half against sevilla or the liverpool of the second half against sevilla i was again i was again i was again very sweet to my friend i did not bring up that results because i knew how his blood was going to uh yeah so i mean if the liverpool of the first half uh, show up i think i'll be very happy on on next time we have this podcast if the liverpool of the second half show up um I think I'll cancel the podcast quite frankly. <laughs> okay, so let's see how the weekend goes. Let's see what happens. If you ask me, I mean, as a Manchester United fan, I would just ask for a draw. <laughs> That's pretty much it. <laughs> you know, a draw suits me really good. Yeah. Okay, down. Rahul, thank you. Thank you very much for your time and thank you all. Please keep writing into us. Please sign send us feedbacks and hey, if you guys want to be a part of the podcast, please write into news laundry and we would love to talk to you and we would love to get you involved because that's what the podcast is all about involving you guys and uh, you know having fun with sports so that's all we have time for on just sports like i keep saying if it's a penalty a goal or a hole in one we'll cover it for you thank you very much and keep listening all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.